episode number one two four. Is not that, is that a, a perfect, perfect number? number. Oh, no, no. It's not, okay. Magic number or perfect number? What, I don't know. One one twenty four is, 124 is uh, divisible by four. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. By, it's uh, it's uh, thirty one. Thirty one times four. I was going to come up with yeah, that. but I got there first. But I, 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 I my mind is more agile. I I'm not I'm not arguing math, that. But multiplication. I, math and multiplication. That's right. Math and multiplication. <laughs> Uh, all right. Ramen so, noodles. Uh, oh, I don't think so. Oh yes. Oh, I'm far superior to you when it comes to ramen noodles. That's your. That's incorrect. When it comes to cooking them, eating them, thinking about them. No, I. I absolutely. I, do you add anything to using your ramen? them in uh, non culinary ways? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. What do you I, do? You add anything to your ramen noodles? Sometimes. Just, what do you add? Well, sometimes I just add the powder that it comes with. Right. But sometimes I add other things. Sometimes like I make them into real soups and I add vegetables and meat. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll sometimes saute chicken. I like sautéing uh, just finely chopped up dark meat chicken, actually. Uh-huh. I sauté it in butter, uh-huh. and then I'll put that into the soup. That's, That's really good. good. I like that a lot. What's your brand of choice? Of chicken or of ramen? Of ramen. Well, I get the top ramen a lot because they come in a six-pack uh-huh. at the uh, the store near where I live. So... You know, so that's a good deal. It's like four ninety nine for a six. No, it's cheaper than that. Two ninety nine, I think. Got to be, six yeah, pack. it's got to be cheaper. Than I think that. it's like two ninety nine for the six pack. That's it's pretty good. Fifty cents a, a pack. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I tend to make two or three at a time. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. I'm big. It's a lot of ramen. I eat a lot. It's a lot of ramen. I like nong shim. I don't know nong shim. Nong shim. I think you'd like nong shim. Really? Yeah, it's a good brand. Okay, so maybe we should move on to the puzzle fest that is Fill Me In. Fill Me In. Fill what me what in. is Fill Me In? It's a, it's a weekly, more or less, puzzle podcast. A puzzle podcast? Pu- we, really? Is there like a hidden puzzle in the podcast? There is. There's always a hidden puzzle. Is there? <laughs> yes. So far, no one has ever figured out any of the hidden puzzles in any of the episodes. I'm really surprised at that. So we have much. smart listeners. Yes. June, come on. What's going on here? So, uh... What do we have on today's show? We have today we have a lot of viewer mail, and uh, that's, that's probably about it. That's about it. That's pretty much it. That's about it. It's been, a, it's been a quiet week. You know why it's been a quiet week? It's we because we started last week late. We, we, we did. did the show on Wednesday, we and I think I think we must have alienated uh, most our of our Tuesday, viewers. Our Tuesday viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Well, I couldn't do anything. Of that. That's why we did it on Wednesday. I couldn't do anything. I had either. no control. Either either did I? I was controlless. Uh, is that it's like, a word? It's like a female control, a controllus. Yes. Controllus. I was a controllus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get all the, to everything that we've talked about: the hidden puzzle, the viewer mail. There's no hidden puzzle. Uh, no, there really is. No, there's nothing at all. Uh, but we'll get to. Uh, we won't get to that then. But no. we will get to the viewer mail after the music, which is coming up right now. Thank you, Franklin and the Filmian Orchestra. You know, there's a podcast that I listen to where the guy who's recording it, uh, it's two guys, and the guy who's running all the computer stuff has something set up with his computer so that he just pushes a button Uh and all the music that he wants to include in the show just sort of happens live while they're recording the show. Uh I want to learn how to do that. You should. I need to learn how to do that. I I don't like having to mix jag on a hank into the show after the fact i want to just push a button and just have it go push a button i i have no buttons well, i'm i'm you're closer to the computer than i am i know but i don't know how it works a computer's a piece of crap 
This is an a, old a computer. computer or no, your this computer? computer. This particular, it's a Dell computer from like, I don't know, six years ago, eight mm-hmm. years ago. I don't even know how long ago. It's about as long as you've known me. About. So you and this computer. <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Viewer mail, opening it up. Our first of many viewer mails today is from our friend June Pock, the squirrel of Discord. Squirrel. Uh, June has written to us and says, Entuple threat, I love it. We came up with, or you came up with this nickname for Peter Gordon. Yeah. So we had to keep adding, adding... It was uh, never clear how many threats Peter right. really had going for him at any given time. And then Entuple appeared in the puzzle a couple of weeks ago, and it really seemed like the perfect way to label Peter right. in, in a nice, flexible fashion. Yes. Yeah. So Entuple Threat. June is in favor of Entuple Threat. Yes. Sounds good. Uh, he goes on to ask, Ryan, I've been here all along. Where have you been? This is a good question. Where have you been? I didn't. I guess I wasn't aware. You weren't aware? That I doesn't guess... answer the question. He asks where you've been. Uh, Queens, mostly. Okay. Uh, sometimes I go into the city. The city? For Manhattan. Oh, Manhattan. Sometimes I go in for lunch. Yeah. Um, you go all the way to Manhattan for lunch? Sometimes. Oh, that's really far for lunch. Well, it depends on how good the lunch is. What's the lunch? Sometimes. You know, know, speaking of good lunch and good noodles from before. Yes. Dosanko. I don't know if they still exist. They don't still exist. Do you know from Dosanko? Yes. Do you remember Dosanko? Yeah, they had the, the, the sign. is still up on the building. Is it really? But yeah. the restaurant is the restaurant gone? restaurant is gone. I used to go there all the time when I worked for Absolute Vodka. I've been trying to get to this ramen place on the east side. And? And I... What been, stops you? I've just, uh, my schedule hasn't worked out two times, and then one time I was, I had blocked this period of time out, I went to go eat there, and they were, but they're closed in between lunch and dinner. Seriously, you know about Dosenko? Yeah, I've eaten at Dosenko, but I mean, it hasn't been around for ten years. Wow. There are other ramen places in the city now. No, but that's the one that I went to. I understand that. But it was right around the corner from where I worked. I understand. I worked it, at fiftieth Street and Third Avenue. But this the, this new ramen place is on fifty second between second and third. But I don't work there anymore. But Dosanko doesn't all, exist anymore. It's not at all convenient to me. I live in Liverpool, New York now. So the so you're saying that the non-existent ramen place in Manhattan is much more convenient for you. It's convenient for my nostalgia. I can't be nostalgic about a place that may or may not exist now, well, you take and yet nostal- I've never been to. Nostalgia, and you take a nickel, and that'll get you on the subway. No, it won't. How, how, is, how does that saying go? I don't know, but that, not like that. The subway costs $2.25. That, that and a nickel will get you a, a hot mug of beer. Is that the saying? <laughs> yeah, that's the saying, yeah. Because a hot mug of beer is uh, a desirable thing. June goes on to say, uh, But the Lions Come at Night is from I Dreamed a Dream, sung by Fontaine, not Eponine. Eponine's big number is On My Own, which is a fine song with much merit, but utterly devoid of lions, nocturnal or otherwise. Rod Laver won the Tennis Grand Slam in 1962 and 1969. <laughs> Nobody has done it since on the men's tour. Perhaps there should have been a paragraph mark there so i just i just kept reading you did just keep reading yeah uh i was wrong oddly enough about the uh the song i was singing fontaine's song and not uh, not eponines no i was singing well the thing is we had made i we made some joke i think the word eponym came up in last yes. week's show and so that launched you into singing from les miserables right but i don't think you actually necessarily know who sings what in les no, miserables I know who you just kind of sing all of it no fontaine yeah fontaine is the is the mother of eponine and no. 
Oh, is that, am I getting it mixed up? Fantine is the mother of Cosette. Well, who's Eponine? Eponine, like, lives with Cosette. But Eponine, I think, is maybe the daughter of the Ternardiers. Do oh, they have a daughter? Oh, wait. Is, is Eponine Epi- their daughter? Is Eponine the one who's in love with... Well, both of the girls wind up being in love with Marius, but Cosette actually marries Marius. Eponine is the one who loves Marius from afar, but doesn't get it. Oh, she sings a little drop of rain. She does sing a little, a little drop, drop of, of rain. rain. A little fall of rain? A little fall of rain? I think it might be a fall of rain. <laughs> I don't think the song is about a single raindrop. I think it's about a light misting of well, rain. Well, that was close. Oh, uh, sort of. Closer than you would have thought. It is closer than I would have thought. That's there true. You go. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. like Les Mis. I think it's a good show. Yeah, I think it's a good show, too. Anyway, okay. thank you, June. Okay. Dan Fair. Dan Fair, uh, 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 winner of the E Division, winner of the. Wow. Dan Fair has never even competed in the E Division. Dan Fair, winner of the C Division, winner of the B Division, winner of Lollapazoola 2, winner of the A Division. Wow. That was difficult non- for you. Non competitor at Lollapazoola 3. That's true. Down under. Not part. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, he says Sondheim. Steve, uh, I'm assuming he means Stephen Sondheim. Probably. Probably yeah. not Larry. <laughs> well, see, there we go. <laughs> Who are you going with? Uh, Fred. Fred. I was go with Fred, Fred Sondheim. Sondheim. Yeah, you had Larry Sondheim. Uh, Sondheim is credited with introducing cryptic crosswords to an American audience. I don't think that's technically true, but I'm sure John Dolphin or someone can tell you more. So, what? I don't understand what he's saying here. He's well, saying I think what he's saying true? is Sondheim is credited with. What do you oh, mean you oh, don't understand? Oh, he's written, oh he's okay. So he is credited, right credited, credited, credited. Credited. Last week we talked about that Sondheim, we wondered, was Sondheim the one who really introduced cryptics to America? And Dan says, Dan says that Sondheim gets credit for that, but it may not but actually be not. true. Uh, uh, he doesn't see the, 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 what link that Joe Cabrera promised. Oh, wow. So you've spent a lot of time preparing the viewer mail, haven't you? When we first posted the podcast yes. last week, I'm sure, I'm so thrilled this is part of the show now. <laughs> when we first posted the yes. show last week, I forgot to include the link to Joe's yes. uh, PDF file, which then I fixed later. So this is sort of, like, meaningless now. Oh, so we'll get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to finish out yes. with Yes, and then he yeah. says, hey, June. Hey, hey, June. <laughs> Come, let me tell you this. Uh, he says, hey, June, Fontaine doesn't have any lions. It is the tigers that come at night. Aha! So I'm not the only one who can mistake a Les Mis song for a non-existent song. What? I said little little drop of rain. Yeah. June said the lions come you at night. You said the lions come at night. I know, but June... June just quoted you. Right. June quoted you and perhaps naively assumed that you had the lyrics right. That's very naive to assume something like that. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Our next viewer mail comes to us from Foggy Broom. Foggy Foggy says, "Uh, I think Ryan is thinking of perfect numbers where the factors of the number add up to the number. For example, 6 has factors of 1, 2, and 3, which add up to 6. Same as 28, 496, and 8,128. Right, so last week I was saying that I We didn't know perfect numbers, triangular numbers. Magic numbers. Magic numbers, all of this. Mike Nothnagel told us 120 was a magic number. Which I I think we learned somewhere that maybe it isn't. I don't know. But uh, Foggy Broom tells us about perfect numbers, so six is a perfect number. So where the factors of the number add up to the number. The, a, a factor is a number that the can be you know is divisible, evenly divisible. There, so six can be divided by one, by two, or by three. So it's those all the, the factors, factors of the number. Those are the fact. Yes. So all of the factors of six can add up to six. 
Okay. And that makes it a perfect number. So same as 28. So, so 28, 28, the factors of 28 seven, are 1, 2, 4, 7, and 14. And you add those numbers up. 1 plus 2 plus 4 plus 7 plus 14. <laughs> 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1 plus 7 plus 14. Add ups to 28. All right. So, okay. Oh. So then uh, quickly, 8,128. What yeah. are the factors? Uh, one. 1 plus 2 plus 4 plus... Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So perfect numbers. Thank yeah. you, Foggy. That's excellent. Uh, our next viewer mail is from Janae. Is Janae. That, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Janae. This is somebody that you have met up in Syracuse. Yeah, Janae is a colleague of mine at Syracuse. So years ago, or episodes ago... I should be clear. Janae was a colleague of mine in the production of Cabaret that I did. She was the stage manager. Uh-huh. But in the grander scheme of Syracuse, Janae is a student at Syracuse. Yes. I don't want to be unclear. Okay, good. I don't want to give Janae credit for being a professor <laughs> when she's actually a student. No, which is which is hard enough in itself without also being a professor. Yeah, but I just wanted to say, I thought colleague because my connection with Janae was in the production of Cabaret that we did where she was the stage manager and did a fantastic job. Yes. And that was more colleague than classroom. Right. Yeah. Is that clear now? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so, I felt I needed to do that because Janae might listen to this episode and uh, I didn't want to say She might be wondering thing. where her check is. Maybe. Her, her professorial check. Well, you should go talk to HR about that. I, I don't hire anybody. I should? No, Janae should. Oh, Janae, Janae should. you should talk to HR. So anyway, episodes ago, yeah. you uh, were wondering who the hell the the Syracusean mascot was. Right. You thought it was the Orangicot. Well, no. I thought it was an orange. An orange. Yeah. So, Janae says, Otto the orange is not a piece of fruit with a hat. I think you thought it was a piece of fruit with a hat. Really? Yeah. That seems like something I might think. It does. Uh, years ago, the Syracuse University mascot went from the saltine... <laughs> the saltine warriors... Wow. <laughs> fighting in the name of crackers worldwide. <laughs> ...to the orange men to avoid further offending of Native Americans. So, so saltine warriors was somehow offensive to Native Americans, I guess. Okay. I don't. I don't really know why, but... Salty might have been a tribe. You know, people are really easily offended. I just... People are so easily offended. They are. They are. Is it fun to be offended? Is that like... I guess that's the thing. Are, are people not... Do, do you not have enough... I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why, why, why? Why do people feel a need to constantly be offended by things? I don't know. People are very offended. I don't get that. I don't know. Just lighten up, world. Saltines? <laughs> Come on. However, okay. Janae says, the Orangemen offended some... <laughs> Christ. All right. However, the Orangemen offended some female groups on campus, I guess because of the men. I guess. Uh, I don't think it's because of the Orange. Probably not. Uh, some female groups on campus, so the mascot was again changed to just Orange. We are the Syracuse University Orange, but not a piece of fruit. There I said it. I may have not emailed it into the podcast, but I said it. So... This still begs the question: What is the mascot? Is it? It's if it's not Otto a piece of, the orange. So what is he? What is Otto? Not a piece of fruit with a hat. But that's not answering my question. I what don't know. Is he? Isn't Otto a man? Doesn't that offend women? Does it? Do all men offend all women? Is that just sort of a, a worldly thing? I think that actually is true. Women viewers out there, what what are? Do we offend you? Now you're, but you're at the university. Do you not see? Paraphernalia that has the mascot on it? It doesn't have the mascot on it, no. It so, has its stuff is in the color orange. So you've never seen the mascot? I've not. But I've not been to any sporting events. Uh, they don't have the mascot roaming around the theater department. Well, okay. 
I, they okay, don't. so this has somewhat answered our question. Only partially, or, though. Yes, I still don't know who Otto is and what what he is. If he's Jenna, not, Jenna, do you have a photo of you and Otto together that maybe you could send to us? That would help clarify things. Yes. All right. And now, and just in my defense, when a mascot called Otto the Orange, to me, it doesn't seem out of line to think that it's a piece of fruit. No, I don't think so. I mean, and a hat seems like a nice yeah. touch. I mean, the only especially time, in the colder months. I mean, you know. You want to wear a hat that you lose a lot of warmth. When you use the, the word orange as a color, is that a noun? I don't know. Amy Ronaldo, talk to us about orange. Okay. You own it. What's going on? You own the color, the rights to Amy the color. Amy Ronaldo, she's the original orange cut. She is. Well, Go I, ahead. I like that. Original orange cut. It's a little alliteration. That's a little hard to alliteration. say. It is hard. A little alliteration. <laughs> That's even harder to say. Yes. Uh, our next viewer mail is from Peter Gordon, Entuple Threat. Peter says, Entuple Threat, I love it. <laughs> Wait a minute. June? <laughs> June, Peter, which is which? Uh, Peter says, I will put Brian Wilson in the week crossword that I write tomorrow night. He's quoted in the issue coming out on Friday. Uh, so Peter wrote to us on November 4th and said he's going to put Brian Wilson in the crossword tomorrow night, which would have been November 5th. I looked at the week online at the puzzle that says posted November 5th. Brian Wilson's not in there. No. What's going on? We don't understand. Brian Eno is in the puzzle. Brian Eno is not the closer for a world champion baseball team. No, and he doesn't have a fake beard. No. <laughs> uh, Peter says the clue will be Giants closer who got the save in the last game of the 2010 World Series and who said, I'd like to be a crossword clue. I want my clue to be down, not across. The down ones are usually harder. That's a very long clue. It is a very long clue. But oh, and maybe he says he'll make it a down clue. Maybe that's why he uh, didn't make it in. I don't know, but he's not in this week's week. He's not in this week's The Week. <laughs> The, the week. week this week. <laughs> it's not in the weekly week. And now, next week, it seems like it's old news. Yeah. So, Peter Gordon, what what the heck? I don't know. I think that's the end of the viewer mail. I think oddly, this next thing is out of the, the oddly, bag, right? Oddly, though, uh, the Giants, one of the Giants' main team colors is orange. Otto the orange. Yes. They, okay. It's, it's, the, Giants, the Giants wear black and orange a cut. They do. Okay. And they're the world champions. They are. If you can believe that. I can. As long as it's not the Dodgers. That's all I care about. Close it up. What? No, wait. No, I can't close it up on that note. No, you have to take it back. No. You have no power. You have no power of closing. Fewer mail. Oh, I can't believe you Closing it up. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Wow. I've decided today I hate the Dodgers. And I think think you know why. Because of my jacket? It's because of your jacket. Uh, our next segment is about super vocalic. Somebody wrote to us, but I don't know who, and said, uh, said oh, gentlemen. It was, it was, it was, was Horowitz. It? it was Horowitz? Jer- Jeremy Horowitz. The reverend genius Jeremy Horowitz of the Jets? Yes. I'd love to, I want to meet somebody else. I, you know what? I'm going to put this out there. For the next ACPT, I would love somebody to come up to us at the ACPT. I would like to meet a third member of the Jets. All right. I would like there to be a third member of the Jets available to us. Joanna Mertz, That's we're fine. talking to you. No, no, Joanna Mertz would not do it. Oh. No, Jennifer uh, Mertz. Jennifer Mertz. So, Joanna, tell your sister to please come to the ACPT. <laughs> and if she wants, bring along Larry Sondheim. Larry Sondheim would probably do very well at that. Uh, so, the Reverend Genius Jeremy Horowitz of the Jets says, uh, you may find this interesting, or you may not. You note that's that's sort of, you know, I think how people react to our entire program. Yes. You may find it interesting, you may not. Yes. 
You note that supervocalic is supervocalic, and that eurivocalic is eurivocalic, which reminds me of the concept of autological words, words that describe themselves. For example, short. Mm-hmm. And heterological words, words that do not describe themselves. Which then leads to the paradox, is heterological heterological? Wikipedia says, Wikipedia says, this is called the Grelling-Nelson paradox. Huh. Uh, I don't know what he- he- heterological means. Heterological. Het- heterological. Het- he- heterological. I feel heterological. like hetero is same, yep. and logical hetero is logical. Hetero is different. That was same. I think it's different. No, you're right, it's different. So heterological is the same as logical, is different from logical, <laughs> is the opposite of logical. I think what he's saying is that heterological words are words that uh, do not describe themselves. So I would, Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, minuscule, perhaps, could be a heterological word. Minuscule. Palindrome. No. What do you mean, no? Oh, well, you know what, maybe. It's a different kind of thing. How is that a different kind of thing? Well, because I'm going on the sense that minuscule is the opposite of what it describes. Palindrome is not the opposite of what it is. Sure it is. No. The opposite of a palindrome is not just a word that isn't a palindrome. Well, it's not the opposite. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not the opposite. Well, where does he say opposite? He didn't say opposite. He doesn't say opposite. You added opposite. My example was an opposite. Well, so so your example is an opposite doesn't mean every example has to be an opposite. I preempted your example with my example, and therefore your example now has no context. Sure it does. It has plenty of context. What context? The preemption. <laughs> All right, what this, what's the name for a word that's not a palindrome? Wait, what? What's the name for a word that's not a palindrome? Uh, I, a non-palindromic word is a what? Heterodrome? Is, <laughs> is a heterodrome? <laughs> so maybe. So you think palindrome is a heterological I've word? I've always wanted the word palindrome, the word for a palindrome, to be a palindrome. Yeah, I don't like it when words really aren't what they... Like, onomatopoeia is not onomatopoetic. No. It's a horrible word for it. It is. I don't know what word would be better. I don't know. Maybe uh, 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 Grelling Nelson. Maybe. <laughs> Grelling Nelson. Who are, who are Grelling and Nelson? Is, is it, Grelling anything to do with uh, griddle or grids? It could be. Maybe. Maybe he was a big waffle fanatic. He might have been a waffle fanatic. Speaking of breakfast food, you made awesome French toast oh, today. Oh, thank you. It was very good. Thank you. Excellent, excellent French toast. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. Are we supposed to argue about this? I, I think we're kind of in agreement. We're arguing about other things. We are arguing about other things. But uh, we are some, somewhat in agreement. All right. Well, no, the question is, is heterological heterological? That's the question. That's the question posed here by the Jets. So, uh, is heterological heterological? Now, heterological again means... Heterological is a word that does not describe itself. So is is the word so this is this is the par- this is the paradox that Jeremy is getting at here that if heterological is heterological then it well it can't be right it can't be because a heterological word does not describe itself right so you can't describe heterological as heterological because that would describe itself you're right but if it doesn't describe itself <laughs> then that makes it heterological uh, remember that Star Trek episode? Do you see what I'm saying? I know, though? I see Do you exactly understand what you're... The, par- the paradox? I, um, I'm, do I, I do. It's like this that... is called the Grelling-Nelson it's paradox. It's like the Star Trek episode. Which episode? When, when... Trouble with Tribbles? It's, no, they're, they're trying to get these guys off the ship. The Tribbles. And, and then the one guy says to the other guy, and talking to these other guys, he says, everything that this guy says is a lie. Uh-huh. And then the uh-huh. guy says, I'm lying. 
and then they disappeared. Right, they blew up into a puff of blue smoke. I, you know, I'm not describing it. No, you're not. The way Gene Roddenberry maybe wrote it out on the page. Probably not. But uh, the spirit's there. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? No, 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 no. Uh, All right, then. The contest of then. The contest of then, we just asked people in uh, light of election day to come up with a creative answer to, uh, you know, what is the most convoluted and confusing referendum phrasing you could come up with. And we got a whopping uh, one response. We got two this. responses. Well, the second response was a link to something somebody else had written. Well, that was part of the contest. I guess so. Could have been fictional. It was the inspiration for the contest, though. I mean, June just sent us the link to the referendum that he thought was so poorly written that I thought it would make a good contest. Right. So that doesn't really count. Oh. It's sort of, you know, that was the inspiration for All the All right, whole so we contest. got one response. So we got one response, and it was from Peter Gordon and Tuple Threat. His uh, referendum was this. Are you opposed to the passage of this referendum? Yes or no? There you go. All right, well, that's good enough for me. Peter, uh, we have a, a book of Sun crossword puzzles. <laughs> Tell us where we to send it. We can send you, uh, and also a, a subscription to the 2010 Fireball series. <laughs> I've downloaded all of them, and I'll just send it to you in a zip file. Brilliant. Uh, that's your prize. The Contest of Now. No, in all seriousness, Peter Gordon, what, what should your prize be? Yes. I mean, giving you a puzzle book is kind of pointless. Yes. Because you already have them all, or you wrote them all, or both. What should we do? You tell, tell us. You tell us. That's right. The Contest of Now is by Peter Gordon and oh. Tuple Threat. <laughs> and by the way, this is from the vault, the Filmian vault. This is the last contest. This is it. We have no more contests. So None. So if you want to win a prize, you better tell us the contest, because <laughs> we don't have any more. Yeah, we're, we're, we're and out. And I have stopped being able to like come up with ideas, because uh-huh. uh, I'm dumb. And I've never been able to come up with ideas. So really, we're kind of screwed. Right. Yeah. So, please send us some contests. Please. But for this week, the contest of now is, what seven-letter island, if you shift the last letter 13 letters, creates a new word? And I think he means 13 letters in the alphabet. Yes, in the alphabet. Not, not in the island. No, not in the island. And not like if you lined up the letters of the island in Scrabble tiles and you moved one out. Right. No. So, it's an island. And the, the, the name yeah. for the so island Oahu. In, in English... Oahu. Oahu, let's right. say Oahu. Right, the English word letters. for Oahu is Dodger Hater. <laughs> what? Right, so the last letter of Dodger Hater is, well, of course, everyone from Hawaii hates the Dodgers. They're all fans of the the, uh, the Anaheim Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, continue to... So the R of Dodger Hater, if I shift it 13 letters, it probably comes out to like F or something like that. So Dodger Hateth. All right, so if you... <laughs> Have I made sense of the... If con- you need the no? password for okay. this uh, contest... Yeah. Uh, the password this week is Larry Sondheim. Okay, Larry Sondheim is our password. And Larry, if you're listening to the show, you don't, you know... You could just send us a heterological email, and that would... No, wait, no, that's not right. What's the word of a... Autological. Autological, it describes itself. Yes. An auto- Larry, you could send us an autological. Please email. do. Look, yeah. on the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he is a rash in his grelling Nelson. Monday. Monday, November 1st. Rabbits by Holden Caulfield Baker. Uh, we have... Oh, this is, of course, yes. This is the puzzle everybody was hoping we would talk about. All theme answers end in stick. All theme answers. So we have walking stick... We have co-stick, citizen stick, we have raising stick, and key stick. Oh, I don't have a buzzer. 
I don't know oh. the buzzer. The buzzer's in Liverpool. Tuesday, November 2nd, by Brendan Emma Quigley Down Under, starring Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I., Blue Blood. This is all about salad dressings. Yes. Uh, 57 Across is... Ranch. What are the last words? Blue word? cheese. This is Dude Ranch. Thousand Island. White Russian. Pardon my French. Julius Caesar. Yeah. These are all salad dressings. I like salad dressing. What is your favorite salad dressing? My favorite salad dressing, I like ranch dressing. I like ranch dressing too. Yeah. I feel, for some reason, I feel like ranch dressing didn't exist until like I was in junior high school. It's possible. Is it? But when did I, ranch dressing come out? I think it's a it's a relatively uh, recent invention. Because I I just I feel like when I was a kid and I would get salads, I always got French dressing or Russian dressing. And yes, that, um, that's that's what I thought was available to me. And I don't remember this ranch dressing. And then when it came out, and then I remember the existence of Cool Ranch Doritos, and I uh-huh. thought there was a connection there. There is because Doritos always used to just be. Cheese flavor. That was right. it. There was only one. There was Dorito flavored Dorito, and then all of a sudden there was ranch dressing and Cool Ranch Doritos in a blue bag, and the whole world changed. For you? For everybody. <laughs> For all of us. <laughs> oh, God. Wednesday, November third, by Tracy Gray. Tracy Gray has given us a puzzle about stuff. Hard to say what. Oh, cut it out. Sixty-two across. <laughs> Stop that, and a hint to a bunch of other answers. Cut it out, so uh, things that had it now are taken out. So 17 Across Online University staff used to be uh, it net profs, and now it's net pro- no net profits. Net that profits. makes a lot more sense. Net profits Tennessee Titans becomes the Tennessee Tans. Uh, uh, what? No, no, no visors. Oh, no, no visors allowed. Have you done this puzzle? No. <laughs> I have actually done this puzzle. I have. No visors allowed, no visitors allowed. Uh, learner sperms. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? It's like what? Uh, whale students or learner sperms. <laughs> uh, learner's permits becomes learner sperms. And then <laughs> Please stop saying that like that. <laughs> Uncle Leo, I think, is in there somewhere. Jerry, hello. Yep. <laughs> Thursday, August, November. Thursday, November 4th, August. by Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Friday Puzzle, and the Oracle. This is the beginning of a two-part puzzle. Yeah, but, but you didn't know it on Thursday. You did not know it on, on Thursday, Thursday which was, was just very a, fun. It was just a clever puzzle. So, uh, the, the, it's, a, it's a Rebus. When you see Mike Nothnagel on a Thursday, you usually think Rebus. That's Do what, you? That's what I thought. Is it really? That is, is that what, what I think? thought. Oh, really? I figured he wouldn't be on a Thursday if it wasn't going to be something clever. Well... He wouldn't be on a theme day if it wasn't a clever theme, but he's done theme days that aren't Rebus's. I just figured, but Thursday is the this Rebus day. This past ACPT, he did a Thursday, he did a, a Tuesday style Thursday puzzle. Thursday is a Rebus, a Rebus day. All of these things, com- all I can say is when I looked at the puzzle, I thought, I bet this has a Rebus. Yeah? Yes. You know, I was listening the other day to episode one of this show. Yes. And it's just interesting how things have evolved. Mike yes. Nothnagel did a puzzle the week that we did episode one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And we, we thought he had a fake name. <laughs> and we thought Nothnagel wasn't his real name. Well, didn't we think we lived in a cave? Well, we thought he was. We thought he was about seventy years old and had a long beard. Oh, right. But uh, but we thought Nothnagel was not his real was not his real name. Also, Joe Crozel had a puzzle that week. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But we called him Joe Crozel. <laughs> we did. We called him do, Joe Crozel. Is it not Crozel? Or I mean, do we know how to pronounce his last name? Shorts. I think that's how you pronounce <laughs> that his, last how you pronounce his last Shorts. name. Shorts. Uh, so anyway, so the the Rebus is 
whole. Yes. Whole is in a number of of squares. So yes, nine. In one fact. one nine across uh, office device appropriate for this puzzle. The answer is hole punch. Yes. And you have hole card, loop hole, foxhole, knee hole, knee hole. That one I didn't. Uh, knee hole. Space under a desk. Knee hole. Is that yeah. really a thing? I've not heard of it. I've not heard of it either. No. Uh, ear hole, spy hole, sink hole, nine holes, eye holes. There were ear holes, arm holes, eye holes, and knee holes. F holes. There's a lot of body part holes. There are. Although, oddly enough, none of the actual holes in one's body were included anywhere in there. What do you mean? Well, except for ear holes, maybe. But, like, nostril wasn't included, mouth wasn't included. Pores? Pores weren't included, that's true. Pore holes? Other things we can't say on this show weren't included. Air hole? It's not really a body part, not on a human body. I guess not. I mean, there's a blowhole on, like, animals, on learner sperms. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, uh, good puzzle, Mike Nathnagel. Uh, the sequel is to come. Friday, November 5th, by Mike Nathnagel, pen pal extraordinaire constructor of the Friday puzzle and the Thursday puzzle and the Oracle. Uh, this was a themeless puzzle with a gimmick, oddly enough. Yes. The gimmick was in the notepad, the fancy, fancy notepad. Where it said uh, to place nine holes or, or circle nine letters or something like that. Put nine holes over the grid and uh, unscramble the letters to spell an appropriate phrase. Yes. And if you hadn't done Thursday's puzzle, well, gosh, you have absolutely no idea what you're doing on Fridays. But if you line up where the holes were on the Thursday grid with the Friday grid and Punch unscramble the those letters, then you end up with, uh, what do you end up with? Golf round. Golf round. Golf round. Which is nine holes. I was looking for the paper that I had written. Golfrundo? Golfrundo. Uh, yeah, golf round is nine holes. Nine holes. So it's all very clever. It's extremely clever. Well done. I want to know more about this. Mike, would you please write to us in a timely fashion and tell us how this came about? <laughs> it's uh, Don't write to us like next Sunday. Write to us sometime this week. Yes. And tell us how this came about. Was this your idea? Will's idea? A team effort? Uh, Something you stole from somebody else, I, I want to know. It's very cool. It's extremely cool. And I love the fact that it just it, it goes over two days, and there's no there's no hint on the Friday puzzle in the notepad that's saying you, you have, have to look at yeah. a different puzzle. Right. So if you haven't done the Thursday puzzle, I, I can only imagine. Has, did anybody not do the Thursday puzzle and try to solve this? Yeah, who doesn't do Thursdays? Amanda Yestowitz, don't you not do Thursdays? I want to know what your experience for Friday was like. How did you try to solve the, the puzzle? And none of the blogs will help. The blog, the bloggers were told not to give away the answers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we weren't told not to give away the answers because we don't blog anymore. Right. But uh, uh, Orangicott and Rex Parkercott, <laughs> they were uh, they were told not to give it away. Saturday, Saturday. November sixth. Oh, is it your turn? Yes, sorry. it's my turn. Saturday. Saturday no- no- I'm sorry. Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, November sixth. My Brad <laughs> Wilbur. Wilbur. All right, I'm done. Uh, This was very, very difficult. Uh, I actually was able to solve it, uh, even though I don't know what most of this stuff means. Uh, I I liked uh, one across. You do not like one across. Big Mac. I like eating Big Macs. Uh, So baseball all-stars nickname or a popular food product, the answer is Big Mac. Willie McCovey. Uh, Mark McGuire. I do think that the clue should say former uh, all-star nickname. Yeah. Or nickname of a former baseball all-star, because... He's he, not an all-star He's not anymore. an all-star no. anymore. Should it say future Hall of Famer? 
yeah, no, probably not. Probably not. No, that would be dangerous. But uh, so that was, so I was trying to think of somebody who was just an all star this yeah. past season. Sure. Uh, which really shouldn't count in the record books anyway, since it was a nonsense season. But why was it a nonsense season? Because the Dodgers didn't win the World Series. Yes, I see. So out of like the 150 seasons of baseball, right. 144 of them have been nonsense seasons. Eh, give or take. Give or take. I don't know how many championships the Dodgers right. have won. Yeah. But it was a good puzzle. Speaking of that, uh, a quick plug for me. Uh, uh, I am entering the uh, the McRib, uh, Legends of McRib contest. Really? I'm going to be posting a video later this week talking about the Legend of McRib. And I'll ask people to vote for me. And, and if I win, I'll win $10,000 in a trip to Germany. Nice. You know why I win a trip to Germany? Is that where they grow the ribs? No, that is the only place in the world, the only country in the world where the McRib is available year-round. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. Well, that sounds good. So that's not up yet. All right. Will it be up about when this podcast goes It'll up? It'll be up this week. Yeah? We're just we're filming it tomorrow. Well, today is Sunday. Well, we're tomorrow filming is it, Monday, and we the filmed podcast it comes yesterday. Tuesday. We filmed it yesterday. What do you mean? We filmed it the day before this podcast came out. Okay. Now we're confused. I'll let everybody know. Do your uh, your thing. Sunday, November 7th, uh, by Will Nettiger. Will Nettiger. Leading Articles. This uh, title is Leading Articles. You've got theme entries where uh, the, the letter A, the word A, has been plopped down in the middle of uh, two words, change it into something else. So uh, what do we have? We have 123 across. Uh, there's one I got. Frisking Dracula. Checking a count. It's fun. Checking account. That's clever, yeah. We also had uh, evening attire, evening, evening. That's what a, a mechanic would yeah. do. Uh, resisting a rest, not wanting to take a nap, maybe. I'm not sure what the clue is. I can't find that. Uh, love affair, yeah. Return a dress. Yeah, these are this is clever. Clever stuff. Very, very clever. This one took me a while because I, I didn't know uh, duad. Duad? Duad. Is that yeah. really a word? Duad. I, you know what? Couple. Yeah, it is a couple. I thought it was going to be duet, but... But duet's duet. already in the Yeah, that's why I was else. confused. I was confused also. Yeah, but also, I don't know, Beauty and the Beast is a duet? How is Beauty and the... Beauty and the Beast is a story. But is or it, it's a movie. Or it's a musical. But is there a song in the musical called Beauty and the Beast? In the musical, it's a solo. In the musical, it's the teapot who sings it. It's not a duet. It's a solo. Angela Lansbury's voice in the movie, and it's the teapot in the play. Your the your amount of irritation with the actual words that came out of your mouth were, it was in deep contrast. Really? Yeah. Why? That's... It's the teapot who sings it. <laughs> it is. It's the teapot. It's the, who's the other half of the song? Who else sings with the teapot?